Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2019. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guest is Senior Services of Wichita Development Director, Chris Hyman. Welcome to Issues 2019. Thanks, Steve. I'm presuming your title hasn't changed since the last time we talked. It hasn't. Okay. Uh, Does Senior Services of Wichita have a mission statement? We'd like to know just who you people are over there. Our mission statement is... Uh, Senior Services of Wichita is dedicated to delivering services that allow older adults the opportunity to live quality lives while continuing to make positive contributions to the community. I bet that took a little while for you to memorize that. (laughs) It does, and sometimes I'll ad-lib. Okay. But that's exactly it. All right. (laughs) How long has Senior Services been in operation in Wichita? Actually, Senior Services started 50 years ago last November. Uh, November of 1968. So we've been we've been a part of the community and assisting seniors for quite some time now. And where are you located? We're located at 200 South Walnut uh, in the Delano District. So you uh, now your parking lot will be a new parking lot for Lawrence or the new stadium, right? You're not too far from the stadium. No, we're not far from the stadium at all. The the building that, that you've been in has been a church, but have you been some, making some improvements to that facility over the years? The last three years, yeah. We actually yeah. Um, received a, a, a nice gift uh, from a foundation to do some remodeling and rebuilding of our, of our area, of our mm-hmm. campus, um, which allowed us to build a brand new Meals on Wheels kitchen that grew from 1,500 square feet to 5,000 square feet mm. and will um, allow us in the next 20, 30 years to grow from feeding 900 to 1,000 people a day up to 3,000 people a day, which we do believe will happen with the onset of all the baby boomers as they age. What geographic area do you serve? We serve all of Wichita city limits in all of our programs except for roving pantry and the in-home respite care program. We will go outside the city limits well, for we'll service. We'll go outside, but those okay. two programs will yes. How are you funded? Um, we're funded in a, in a multitude of ways. Uh, we are a contract with the Department on Aging, so our programs essentially are a service uh, that we contract with them to provide. We um, are also funded through the United Way, and then at least 30 to 40% of our funding comes from private donations. So when you say the, the first one, is that's the state of Kansas? Actually, uh, Department on Aging is Sedgwick County. Sedgwick County. Okay. All right. I got it now. How many lives do you think senior services will touch in a year's time? In a year's time, we see over 7,500 people as young as age 55 up to and past the age of 100. Oh, so 55, though, you got to be 55, right? Some programs, 55, as young as 55, so you would qualify, Steve. Well, thank you so much. Because you're that young. (laughs) (laughs) Let's uh, let's begin to look at some of your programs and services. Uh, You're probably best known for Meals on Wheels. Tell me about Meals on Wheels. 
Meals on Wheels is our flagship program. Um, we started, we actually delivered our first meals in January of 1969 to 17 homebound isolated seniors living in downtown Wichita. Today, we serve between 900 and 1,000 meals each day to the, that same population. That's our most uh, vulnerable population. Um, they're, uh, hot, they're homebound, they're isolated, often there are uh, a bevy of either social or health needs going on in the home, and they have very little contact to the outside world. How do they become involved? How are they to get into the program? A Meals on Wheels client will be assessed by one of our social service workers uh, to determine the need, and then um, basically then they're put on the program. There's no cost to uh, Meals on Wheels, but we do ask for donations, and many of our clients give a donation when they can. Well, uh, I noticed when there, was, there was some bad weather a while back, uh, and when this happens, uh, you'll put out a notice, we're not delivering today. What do those people do in those situations where you can't deliver? You know, we're pretty unique in the fact that we take our our role as um, the lifeline for the homebound seniors very seriously. So even in some extreme weather, we don't cancel. We try to avoid that at all costs. Uh, But during inclement weather, generally the months of November through March, we we do deliver what we call an emergency meal once or twice a month. So they've always got a frozen backup meal or a shelf-stable meal on the days that we do have to cancel. What's the other part of this? You're out there, you're contacting these people every day, and they may not see anybody for weeks and weeks at a time. Yeah, if you if you don't show up with that meal every day. Exactly. You know, in addition to um, providing a, a hot, nutritious meal, um, it's every bit is essential to have that volunteer at their door every day. Uh, we have about 60%, 60 to 70%, I think was our last um, stat on that, that that say that that Meals on Wheels delivery driver is the only person they see on a regular basis. So where does the food come from? Um, actually, we have a licensed kitchen uh, through I, through the health department. It's It's licensed much like a restaurant would be and regulated in the same way. So we have to have a contract with um, Cisco, Benny Keith, Highland Dairy to provide that product. We also have a great partnership um, through Cargill with the uh, Kansas Food Bank, and we're able to purchase in bulk from them. Tell me, again, tell me about the expansion you've done with the, with the kitchen area. Well, tell me about that. You've made it a lot bigger? It's a lot bigger. It's, it's pretty impressive. We'll have to get you out there, Steve, to deliver again. Um, we, we were... We were at full capacity in our old kitchen, which was about 1,500 square feet. So there was absolutely no room to grow or to, to even store things. The 5,000-square-foot kitchen now allows us a ample storage room. So we're able to purchase more, more whole foods like your produce and things like that, uh, where we before were actually having to to purchase that stuff prepackaged and cut because we didn't have the the counter space to cut up a, an apple or or a, a pepper or something that we're going to put in the meal. Um, so that has been a real blessing. We're also looking, you know, to utilize that kitchen in different ways over the next few years um, so someone else could benefit from the size of the, of the okay, kitchen. Okay, so tell me about the volunteers, people who... Uh 
actually drive drive the cars and go out there and tell me about them. Uh, last year, we um, we noted we had 750 volunteers total for all nine programs. Of those 750, probably 500 are Meals on Wheels volunteers. 200 are regular, consistent volunteers who either do it on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. They're doing it consistently throughout the year. And the volunteers are really our lifeline. We cannot operate any of our programs without them. You need more volunteers? We always need more. There's never there's never a, a point where you say we have enough. Um, probably Meals on Wheels needs it the most. Um, we still have to send staff out on a pretty routine basis because we're short delivery drivers. There are 70 routes a day that we deliver um, and probably 50 to, on a good day, 70 volunteers will show up. But again, it's vacations and implement, implement sure. rather and that, those kind of things. Now, do you have other health and nutrition programs and services for people over the age of 55? We do. Um, uh. To complement our Meals on Wheels program, we have what we call the Roving Pantry. That program will shop for and deliver groceries to the doors of homebound people. Not ex- it's not exclusive to a Meals client, but when a Meals client uses Meals on Wheels and the Roving Pantry, then we meet 100% of their nutritional needs every day. Okay. Um, we also operate four of the largest senior centers in Wichita, and the health component for that is opposite of this of the Meals on Wheels client. Those are people, those are your 55 to 105 that are incredibly active. They're out there playing pickleball. They're coming in for yoga. They're coming in to, to attend WSU Health Rep, Rep which is a, a program that kind of balances their health and keeps them active and those kinds of things. The, the thing that people overlook with our senior centers is that when someone is involved with the senior center on a regular basis, that keeps them out, that keeps them engaged in the community, that keeps them active, gives them purpose, gives them a community that they can be involved in, and that essentially keeps them out of nursing homes and off of programs like Meals on Wheels for much longer. You're listening to Issues 2019 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Senior Services of Wichita Development Director, Chris Hyman. Uh, Chris, I uh, just backtrack just a little bit. Uh, how did you get involved, and when did you get involved with Senior Services? Gosh, I've been with Senior Services 12 years now. Um, I've always had a, a background working with either the mentally retarded or with senior citizens. Um, so I've done everything from running group homes to marketing, and um, came to senior services in 2007. Where are you from? Uh, I've been in Wichita for 30 years, but I'm originally from Garden City, Garden Kansas. City, out west? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about uh, people who use your services over the age of 55. You're active in the employment picture, jobs. Yes. Tell me about that, please. Yes, probably um, kind of our hidden gem that people are not aware of is our senior employment program. That program helps people age 55 and better find meaningful employment in the community. Now, those job seekers, we call them job seekers, um, often it's twofold. We're seeing a lot of people that maybe have been laid off 
or um, lost a job for whatever reason at 55 or 60. Again, you don't think of that age as a senior citizen, but if you find yourself unemployed and you still need the health care, you still need the, the income coming in, you'll find a lot of barriers to getting hired as an older worker. That program breaks those barriers down and educates employers in the community about the benefits of, hold it, of hiring a dependable older worker. They place about they see about 1,500 people a year, and they place about 700 of them. Wow. And, and who cooperates with you? Employment agencies? Are they involved? Uh, big, uh, bigger employers in town? Small business? Who, who's hiring these people? Absolutely. It's just kind of a multitude mm-hmm. of, of what you've mentioned. Right now, we see a lot of health care need. So we're seeing, you know, home health aides, positions like that, CNA, CNNs, CNAs, I'm sorry, um, and... So we're seeing a lot of that right now. You know, the thing the program reports, which is really interesting to me, is that the, the nature, the, the skill level of the job seeker can be anyone who maybe dropped out of high school up to a Ph.D. level professional. So there's a real range of, of skills there. Um, I think typically the, the program finds, you know, good quality part-time work for a lot of their um, clientele, but in the past, they have they have placed an architect and they've placed an engineer. Mm. Not common, but it can happen. So it really runs a gamut. The focus for that really is you're 55, you're a little older, you find yourself unemployed, you need that income to continue, at least for 10 years, and you don't know how to break down those barriers. You maybe have never um, had to apply online before. You were used to the old resume that you'd turn in and, mm-hmm. ha- and maybe even hand deliver. So we show them how to do those things uh, that maybe could be kind of foreign to them. Talk about the impact of the baby boomer generation on services for seniors. It's, you, it seems we, to be a lot of us. I don't know. <laughs> it's the largest generation. Um, the thing we are preparing for, and we're seeing the first uh, group of baby boomers come into our services you know that's we're just now touching on that um i think we our mindset has got to change because baby boomers are are much more assertive a group than the generation before them um we always joke that in meals on wheels instead of meat and potatoes baby boomers are going to want salads and lattes um they're going to be less apt both socially and financially to go into a private pay retirement community. That's going to be, a, they're number one, not going to want that communal living. Number two, they may not have the finances to do that. So services like ours will become increasingly crucial as those people start coming through the gates. What are your social and health-related activities that you offer? Our senior centers offer, uh, again, anything from pickleball three to four times a week, yoga. Um, We've done Tai Chi in the past. I'm not sure we're doing it right now. We have a a partnership with Wichita State University that's called the Well Rep session, which is um, students coming out from health sciences that will monitor the health progress and and activity levels of uh, the seniors that sign up for that particular course for one semester. So they may learn how to manage you know, a a chronic illness like diabetes or something like that. But 
then they also in turn learn new exercise and new ways to keep themselves healthy and motivated. Is this part of caregiving for seniors or is that something different? The caregiving component that we manage is mm-hmm. our in-home respite care program. So that's that's a little bit more of the isolated and homebound like our meals program. Um, we provide three hour up to three hours, at least three hours of relief to the primary caregiver of an elder so that that caregiver can leave the home and get a break. Um, You know, our minimum is three hours. We can do more than that. Doesn't sound like a lot of time, but for those families, they, they report that it's the difference between having their, their loved ones stay home with them or placing them in a nursing home. Are you getting enough qualified people to help you with that? In terms of staff, we hire our own staff. We don't use volunteers for that service mm-hmm. because we want the continuity to stay in place for those families. So if Steve's my caregiver and he's assigned to the Jones family, the Jones family is going to see Steve every single week. So they get a relationship established with their worker. Now, you talked about nine different services and programs. That I know I've missed probably eight of them. Uh, what have I left out? What, what would you like to talk about this morning? I think we've actually covered it. We've got four senior centers. We've got Meals on Wheels. We have um, the Roving Pantry Program, the In-Home Respite Care Program. And we have the only other component to that is an information and outreach program. And that's actually just calling our our meals number. And you can talk with um, a social worker from our department who can, can direct you in anything and everything, all things related to aging, from local to nationwide. So a typical call could be a, a child that lives out of state and their mother is really in need of nursing home placement. So the, the individual will help them navigate and find those referral sources for them. So what do you see as a, the biggest uh, challenge facing uh, seniors in the Wichita area here in the next few years? I think, you know... <sighs> People don't realize this until they retire, but I think the challenges are the financial aspect for the actual individual senior. You know, once that that paycheck's not coming in on a regular basis, even if they've done well at saving and and um, and have a, maybe a good social security uh, check coming in each month, the the cost of living is in, increasing all the time. Just even a cable bill can be quite outrageous and difficult to manage if you're not used to being on a limited income. And I think that that's going to increase even more dramatically for that baby boomer population because I don't know that they have saved as well as their forefathers have. Um, And again, that's where Senior Services believes that in 30 years we will have grown and developed to serve so many more people and, and more innovative programs so people are able to get that service in the community at a reasonable cost. Do you offer counseling education for those people? I mean, well, there's we a can, lot of us who don't know anything about this. All of a sudden, it hits you right in the face when mom or dad has to have long-term care. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't think about it until just a few years ago. Sure. And for my mom, and, and uh, when you get to that point, you, you're just looking everywhere. What, what do I do? How, mm-hmm. how do I do this? Exactly. There are a lot of people who will help you. But yes. you're looking at, uh, you know, if, if somebody's going into full-time care, 
uh, you know what that cost a month, and that will if you if you've got a lot of savings built up, it'll go away in a hurry. Absolutely, it so will. Uh, you know these are these are big challenges. Those are things that our senior centers do address. You know, we have guest speakers come out all the time to talk about how to to make uh, estate plans, how to plan for the future. Um, all of our center directors are what is called uh, SHIC certified, which means they can do Medicare counseling themselves. What that means is if you're looking to find a supplemental health insurance plan to go with your Medicare, um, that's a maze. That's an, an animal in and of itself. And our center directors can sit down and help that individual kind of work through that puzzle um, to find what the best policy is for them. Yep. Signing up for Social Security is something. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, in the baby boomers age, still got moms and dads out there that are going to need some care. Absolutely. I mean, this is a generation. Absolutely. That, you know, we're, we have to be the caregivers. We have to take care of them. Right. You're that sandwich yeah. generation. Absolutely. Yeah. Well. Um, and, you know, I think most people, um, middle class, lower middle class, and, and people that are limited in income, their desire is to stay in their own home for as long as possible. And if you don't have the financial ability to pay for quality care, um, your options are quite limited. <laughs> yes. Tell us about fundraising, special events, things you do to, to help uh, generate uh, revenue and, and get people involved in donating. Well, actually, we are gearing up to start our sixth annual Heartland Games. Our Heartland Games are actually, um, they were put together to kind of spotlight the abilities of the older athletes. Uh, there are three separate events. One is a track and field meet. One is a pickleball tournament. And we're going to hold that at the new chicken and pickle venue this year. We're excited about that. And the last component will be a 5K walk and run on Grandparents Day. So that it's a, a major fundraiser that we're doing. Our first event, the track and field meet, will be on uh, May 4th at Friends University. Pickleball will be on June 1st at Chicken and Pickle. And the 5K rail run and walk will happen on Sunday, September 8th, which is Grandparents Day. So that's an intergenerational walk. And I'll just brag a little bit on some of the athletes and the things that they can do. Uh, We have an 87-year-old shot put thrower. We have that's a shot putter. A shot putter, yeah, a shot put, yeah, a shot putter, yeah, shot putter, whatever. And yeah, you know, something I can't do at fifty. So, and we've had like an eighty-two-year-old sprint runner who competes at a world level. She actually went to Perth, um, Australia, a couple years ago wow. for a nat- for a worldwide event. Well, I'll go ahead and sign uh, sign up my wife and I for uh, co-ed <laughs> kickboxing. There you go. <laughs> Absolutely, that might be something we want to add next year. Steve. Yeah, you've got anything new beyond that that you've got on the planning agenda for for seniors? Yeah. Well, actually, um, we're looking at a, a new event because of the new partnership with uh, Chicken and Pickle. That next year in 2020, uh, we want to do kind of a festival event that would spotlight everything about pickleball, and we're going to call Mr. McIntosh up and ask him to be a part of the Celebrity Pickleball Challenge. Well, I'm you know I'm, I'm not much of a pickler. Uh, <laughs> we'll I, teach you. We'll we'll train you. We've got some I 80, 90 year old people that can show you how to do that. <laughs> I do like fried pickles. Uh, Okay. We'll give you some. How do listeners, uh, our listeners get involved with you, uh, whether it's gleaning information or volunteering or donating? How can they contact you? How can they be involved in senior services? They can give us a call at 267-0302. That's our main number. 
or they can visit our website, www.seniorservicesofwichita.org, O-R-G. So what's the what's the payoff other than the, the enormous paycheck you get, Chris? <laughs> uh, what, what is, why do you do this? Why, why are you involved in senior services? I like senior citizens. Um, I My family was older when I was born, so I was kind of around older adults my whole life. Um, I think that they have so much to give and so much to educate, and, you know, they're the reason that we have the things that we have now because of the sacrifices they made. Okay. Well, listen, uh, thanks for spending some time with us. We'll probably be talking to you again here in the next uh, few months or the next year, and it's always a good... When we get you signed up to play pickleball. Signed up to play pickleball. Okay. Well, how much is that going to pay me? Uh, No, no, no. (laughs) That'll be a volunteer thing if we do it. But uh, again, Chris, thanks for spending some time with us this morning. As always, uh, good to have you with us. Our guest is Senior Services of Wichita Development Director, Chris Hyman. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2019. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.